guys, Olinda Pais here. Thanks for joining me for the very first episode of The Phoenix Mindset, a podcast that delves into how to turn your sorrows into great joy and how to defy the odds stacked against you through interviews, anecdotes, and compelling storytelling. Peak your interest? Let's go. So I have to be honest, I've been wanting to start this podcast for a while now. The only thing is I couldn't identify what to talk about in my first episode, other than it somehow being in tribute to God. I firmly believe that it is critical to keep God first in every facet of life, and so I needed that to be a part of my very first episode. Then yesterday, I was scrolling through my LinkedIn feed and discovered that a person who I greatly admire had lost his eldest son in a car accident just the day before and it moved me in a way I could not explain. I was instantly inspired to start working on my podcast and have the topic revolve around loss and pain in some way. You see, I grew up in Africa and as a child got to witness tremendous poverty and pain in refugee camps for women, men and children fleeing war and bloodshed. My father worked for the UN refugee program and so on holidays we would have to pass by these camps to get to the house. Yet through all the suffering, the image I'm left with is one of starving orphan children with barely any clothes on, banging on empty pots and dancing to the rhythm of drums that only they could hear. The sheer joy and laughter that flowed from these poor troubled souls was gut-wrenchingly tragic and beautiful at the same time. For they did not know how hard life would be for them, but they didn't care because they needed very little to be overwhelmed with the joy of being alive. I mean, they didn't know where their next meal would come from, they had no parents or family around to take care of them, they barely even had any clothes to wear, and they had gone through great trauma in fleeing war, and yet the joy they exhibited was remarkable. The reason why I'm telling you this story is because I'm reminded of them every time I'm feeling down. Because I have so much in comparison to those children. I have a home, a family that I love dearly, great friends, lots of food to eat today and tomorrow, and enough savings to ride out unemployment comfortably. Most importantly, I have a God that loves me and has saved me from acute depression and many failed suicide attempts and has blessed me with a new life. I say all of this because I know you are suffering, Redalio, but I want you to know that God has not deserted you by taking your son Devin away from you. He lived a relatively long life and was greatly loved by many, and you have 42 years of beautiful memories to look back on. While his loss is tragic and intensely painful, as it involves a parent outliving their own child, I am reminded of God's promise to his children, that he will walk beside us in the valley of the shadow of death and lead us by still waters. It is especially in times like these that God needs to be praised. Just look around you and count all that he has bestowed upon you in abundance. Great wealth, sound health, a place to call your home, the power to influence others, a loving family, a promising future, fans and people across the world who love and admire you greatly for your character, and maybe even some purpose in life. 
Perhaps God is helping you identify your true purpose in life through this tragic incident. Everything in life happens for a reason, and maybe the silver lining in your son's passing is that you are now moved to spend more time thinking of your true purpose, as you now know how fleeting life can be. While I am at a point in my life where I have royally screwed up and I'm grieving the loss of a great job and legal representation to help me get Canadian PR status, I am full of joy. I think it's because I read the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the Bible recently and was simply amazed at how they praised God even when thrown into the fire to be burnt alive because they refused to worship King Nebuchadnezzar's statue. In the book of Daniel, it states, King Nebuchadnezzar could scarcely believe his eyes. There in the flames were four men walking around unharmed, one of which looked like the Son of God. He opened the furnace and ordered them to come out, and when Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego emerged from the furnace, it was clear that the fire had had no power over the bodies of these men. Not a hair of their heads had been singed, nor were their garments altered. There was not even a smell of fire about them. All three of them took to praising God instead of praying and begging for deliverance, and God heard them and blessed them accordingly. Especially during COVID times, it seems like the world is on its knees begging God for mercy. What we should be doing instead is praising God's name in song, in dance, and with great joy and gratitude, for we are blessed to be alive. I do understand that praising God does not come naturally to us. Instead, praying for help and begging for favors is our natural human inclination. Please bless me with a good job, Lord. Please heal my mother from cancer. Please let my grandfather survive COVID. Please help me pass this exam. Please bless me with a loving husband. Please let me conceive to bear a child. Oh, please let this business deal work out in my favor. The list is simply endless. But just stop for one second and think. Would not God hear your cries differently if you sang and praised his holy name? For how many of us actually spend time in gratitude thanking God for our millions of blessings and miracles, both seen and unseen? Even in prayer, if we remember to thank God at all, it only makes up 5% of our total prayer time. The reason why I am proposing that we take a different approach to securing God's favor and assistance in times of great need is because I have experienced great joy ever since I started praising God throughout the day and night. God loves those who have faith both in moments of intense pain and moments of great joy. For only the truly faithful will bless His holy name when experiencing deep anguish and pain. The rest will only sing His praises when good things happen in their lives. And when tragedy strikes, we'll ask God, Why me? Why are you punishing me? What did I do to deserve such excruciating pain? You must understand that pain is something that God uses to teach us valuable lessons, to help us grow wiser and more mature, to equip us with strength and foresight to take on greater challenges in the future, and even a means by which we look for God more desperately than when we were experiencing great pleasure. Psalm thirty four eighteen says, The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. There is not one human being on this planet who doesn't avoid pain at all costs. Even Jesus, the very Son of God, 
begged God in the garden of Gethsemane, saying, My father, if it's possible, may this cup be taken from me. Yet, not as I will, but as you will. Because the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. While I never expected to be unemployed so suddenly and have such deep regrets, the joy that keeps pouring into my heart and mind comes from the Lord. I praise His mighty name while washing dishes, while in the shower, while sitting in the sun, and even when scrolling LinkedIn. Praising God and recognizing my endless array of blessings in such difficult times is what keeps my spirits high. Even when I have moments of quiet contemplation, I find myself praising God for my many mistakes. Why? Because Sam Walton, the founder of Walmart, said it best. When asked by a reporter how he became so successful, he replied, I've made a lot of good decisions. And when asked how he learned to make good decisions, he simply replied, by making a lot of bad decisions. I know that God is only making me experience great pain and difficulty because that is one way in which he imparts us with great wisdom. There is always a silver lining in every tragedy or loss. You simply must have enough courage to look for it. No parent should have to outlive their child. It is a natural. The loss of a child will leave you with shattered dreams and many regrets. For a while, you will not know what to do with yourself, and your grief may even make you disillusioned. Severe grief is very painful and can be very devastating emotionally, psychologically, and even physically. For as the renowned poet Khalil Gibran once said, Your pain is the breaking of the shell that encloses your understanding. What this means is that pain enhances your senses and will open your eyes to things you previously were not able to comprehend. The fact that you are experiencing great loss tells me that God still has work to do with you. He is opening your mind to higher levels of wisdom and comprehension. As someone who has always looked out for the well-being of others, God has chosen you to inspire millions more with your wisdom, knowledge, and understanding of the world. Trust that this tragedy will only open greater storehouses of wisdom in you and give you a whole new appreciation for life that you could not have attained any other way. I pray that your purpose on this great earth may be revealed to you through your loss so that you can thank God for his mercies and endless blessings. Hope and pain are both on the emotional spectrum of life. They act as reminders that you can still feel deeply while you have the privilege of being alive. As long as there is life, there is hope. Trust in God and praise his holy name at all hours of the day and night for your joy will then be immeasurable. Loss will teach you about the most important things in life, love, God, family, and hope. Just beyond the next few months of deep grief, there lies a bright future filled with purpose and greater joy than you could have ever imagined possible. While your situation should not change your praise, your praise can certainly change your situation. From deep despair with thanksgiving and gratitude can arise great joy. Grief when you lose a loved one is vastly more profound because they cannot be replaced. Possessions, jobs, wealth, positions can all be replaced, but a dearly beloved life cannot be. Death comes for all of us, according to God's will. Your son would have wanted you to celebrate his spirit and life with tears of great joy and not of sadness. 
Praise God for the 42 glorious years that he was lent to you and thank God for his goodness. Devon is looking down on you from heaven hoping you will soon see the light as brightly as he sees it. I pray that God will help you taste the fullness and richness of life in flavors previously unexplored. Let this tragedy help you live life like the orphans in the refugee camp who have no food to eat, not much of a future to look forward to, and yet sing and dance with relentless joy for they are alive. Ray, our prayers are with you and your family and we hope that a new day will dawn for you so that joy may come for you in ways you could not possibly comprehend. In the meantime, please praise God and stay blessed.